لكم حتى أكون أحب إليه من والده وولده والناس أجمعين أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام Respected ulamai kiram elders and beloved brothers in Islam We are all well aware of the Islamic date in accordance to the Hijri calendar We are currently going through the month of Rabi'ul Awwal The year is 1445 Approximately 1430 years after the demise of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam After he made parda from and left this world And generally the custom is such not just in our country but throughout different parts of the world during this period of the year of the year an opportunity arises for us to revisit to discuss to bring alive once again the life the achievements and the efforts of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam understand my respected brothers and elders from the onset rabiul awwal is not about celebration rather rabiul awwal is about education for us to educate ourselves to remind ourselves and to bring alive this understanding once again that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was is and will always remain our greatest benefactor there is no individual in the annals of history who it has been recorded to have sacrificed to have given up to have put himself through that amount of difficulty not for his own betterment for the betterment of those who will come after him in our country we find this concept is something that is not new the concept of recognizing and commemorating the achievements of those who fought for freedom and liberation we find every year in our country there is one day in the calendar set aside on the 27th of april generally is a day which is known as freedom day and what is that all about businesses will close schools will close people will be on holiday the lives of those political figures who fought for liberation for freedom for justice their lives are appreciated and remembered understand respected brothers and elders as people of iman as ummatis of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam nabi alaihi salatu wasalam did not come to liberate one nation or one group but rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam came to liberate and free humanity at large wama arsalnaka illa kafatan linnas in very clear terms allah rabbul izza says oh my nabi we have sent you for the entire humanity whether it be insan whether it be jinnat every creation of allah rabbul izza was a beneficiary of the efforts and the sacrifices of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam even prior to his arrival in this world the stage was set Ulama explained the miraculous events that took place before the arrival of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam in this world. It was Amul Fil, the year of the elephant. Abraha al-Ashram was the ruler, was the emperor of the time. He had built a very magnificent church. And the intention was that this church of mine will become the focal point of all the tourists of the region. They will come and visit and in this way I will become famous. But despite his best efforts, The Arabs of the time still were attracted to Baytullah. The house of Allah continued to be visited. Tawaf would take place, Hajj would take place. Zamzam was there. Abraha became envious, became jealous. So he prepares an army according to some riwayat, 60,000 men. Abraha arrives riding atop an elephant. A very strong and powerful army. And logically, physically, it would have been impossible for the Quraysh of that time to defend Baytullah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about it in Surah Al-Feel. Alam tara kayfa fa'ala rabbuka bi ashab al-feel. Did you not see how Allah dealt with the people of the elephant? That by means of sparrows of small birds, Allah destroyed and annihilated the army of Abraha. But what was behind it? The stage was being set. So that approximately 60 years later, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he would enter Makkah Mukarramah on top of his camel. And he would be the one to liberate Baytullah and Makkah Al-Mukarramah. Even before his arrival, the stage was being set. Kisra was the emperor, the ruler of the time. 
he also had a very magnificent lofty structure which was the pride of his kingdom the year in which nabi alayhi salatu wasalam was born something strange happens the palace of kisra begins to shake according to some riwayat 12 columns come crashing down to the ground the world is being told that something great is taking place the majus the fire worshippers of persia in their temple they have a fire that is burning for hundreds of years as we find in different portions of the world till today great reverence and respect is afforded to the fire this fire is burning for hundreds of years it is not allowed to be extinguished nabi alayhi salatu wasalam comes into this world without any explanation the fire of the majus in persia is extinguished the world is being told announcement is being made that somebody special is coming into this world علماء ابو الحسن علي الندوي رحمه الله one of the great ulama of the past he paints the picture what was the background in which nabi alayhi salatu wasalam came into this world he says it was as though the arabs had sunk to such a low and we know we have heard the incidents before wa'dul banat the practice of burying daughters alive al-qatl wal-hirab wars and fights that would break out historians say a person would graze his animals in the neighboring yard or farm and this small transgression would spark a feud which would last for generations the great grandchildren would be fighting with one another because your great grandfather did this the consumption of alcohol the practice of gambling every evil a person can think of they were involved in he writes and he says it is as though a lock had been placed on the fate and the taqdeer of humanity as though humanity was in a cart that was proceeding down a steep incline they were not bothered about pressing brakes and it would be just a short period of time before that cart would meet its end and its destruction when it seemed as though there was no hope left there would be no savior for mankind allah's azab was hovering when all hope was lost allah's mercy comes into force ya ayyuhan nabiyyu inna arsalnaka shahidan wa mubashshiran wa nadiran wa da'iyan ila allah bi idnihi wa sirajan munira the best of allah's creation comes into this world even before his arrival the stage was set A great event is about to take place in the house of Abdul Muttalib as we had mentioned the Arabs would take pride to have male offspring Abdul Muttalib is the grandfather of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam he takes an oath he discusses or he, he makes a vow to Allah rabbul izza that oh Allah if you bless me with 10 sons then as a show of sacrifice i will slaughter one for your pleasure taqdeer is such Allah blesses him with 10 sons Abdul Muttalib is worried that i have taken this oath in the name of allah what do i do when these sons reach the age of maturity he comes forward and he says to them listen this is a vow that i had taken many years back and i don't see any way out but to choose one of you to be slaughtered how will we go about doing this so we will draw lots the name of each son will be written on a separate arrow and i will place my hand into that box and draw an arrow whoever's name emerges he will have to be sacrificed This is agreed upon Abdul Muttalib does this the name of Abdullah comes out the father of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam he is not yet married Abdul Muttalib is heartbroken the son is the apple of my eye but nevertheless this is a vow i have taken it has to be fulfilled he takes Abdullah with him he goes to the Kaaba family members try to dissuade him people of the community are telling him you can't slaughter your son but this is a vow i had made with Allah eventually a wise woman is brought try and talk some sense into abdul muttalib what is he doing so she says to him listen i have a way out for you at that time the blood money for a life was 10 camels if somebody had to take the life of somebody else then he was required to pay 10 camels as blood money to the family of the deceased so she says listen take an arrow 
and write ten camels on it. And take the arrow with Abdullah's name and place both of them back into that box. And then draw and see what comes out. Perhaps the arrow with the camels will come and you will get away like this. Abdullah puts his hand in, or Abdul Muttalib puts his hand in, the name of Abdullah comes out. She says, do it again. A second time, Abdullah's name comes out. A third time, fourth time. Ten times he draws, Abdullah's name comes out. Finally, on the eleventh time, on the tenth time, the camels come out, one hundred camels. She says to him, you will have to slaughter a hundred camels to spare the life of your son. A hundred camels are slaughtered, Abdullah is allowed to live. Why? Again, Allah is setting the stage. He will carry within his loins the greatest of Allah's creation. There is a fortune teller who is living close by to the home of Abdul Muttalib. Every day, Abdullah leaves and goes to the marketplace and she sees him. And the riwayat suggests that she would try to seduce Abdullah. That spend the night with me. He was a man of nobility, of honor, he would refuse. But she continued to persist. Finally, the day comes, Abdullah's hand is given to Amina in marriage, the mother of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa When this fortune teller hears this, she becomes despondent, but she doesn't give up hope. She increases her efforts. Each day Abdullah passes by, she attempts to seduce him. One morning he leaves home and he is passing by her home. When she looks at him, she lets out a shriek and she runs back into the home. Abdullah is amazed. He knocks on the door. What has happened? Something very strange today. For so long you have tried to seduce me. You didn't leave me alone despite my, me rejecting your advances. But today when you saw me, you let out a shriek. You ran away. She says, Oh Abdullah, I am a fortune teller and I have read the scriptures of the past. And I would notice for some period of time that whenever you would walk by, there was a noor, a light that would shine, emanate from your forehead. And I understood that you were carrying within your loins a child who was going to be special. I had hoped you would spend the night with me and transfer that noor to my womb. And I would gain honor and respect because of this. When your marriage took place to Amina, I gave up hope, but I knew I still had a chance. But this morning when you went past, I noticed that noor was no longer seen on your forehead. I believe if you go home, you will find your wife Amina has conceived. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa is within the womb of his mother. Again, the stage is being set. Everybody could see it. The Arabs would see it. The mushrikeen, the polytheists could see it. Those who are knowledgeable in the scriptures of the past were anticipating when the final Nabi would arrive. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa is born at the age of 40. He is given nubuwat. Again, another amazing incident takes place. In Quran, in Suratul Jinn, the entire incident is mentioned in great detail. The practice of the jinnat at that time is that they would ascend into the heavens and eavesdrop on the conversation of the angels. When Allah would give a command, something to take place in this world, some event, birth of someone, demise of someone. So these jinnat would ascend into the heavens and eavesdrop. And whatever information they would get from there, they would pass it to the fortune tellers in this world. And like this, they would make a living out of it. On one occasion, they ascend as per their normal habit. But suddenly they find that as they go closer, there are flames which chase them. And they are unable to listen to the conversation of the malaika. This group come back down, they report to their leader that something strange has happened. So he says to them, it seems as though there is a major event taking place in the world right now. Delegations are formed, you go to the east, you go to the west. Go and search in the world what is happening. There is a reason behind this. <coughs> the group of jinnat come. And finally that group descends upon Makkah, Mukarramah. They find Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa reciting Quran. Now the mystery is solved. This is the cause for the skies being closed. Now it will only be wahi that will come down. There will be no taint, no eavesdropping. At the age of 40, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa is given nubuwat. Aas bin Wa'il is an enemy of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam in Makkah, Mukarramah. 
as we had mentioned earlier the arabs would attach great importance to having male offspring nabi alayhi salatu wasalam according to the authentic view had two sons from khadija radiyallahu anha qasim and abdullah and later on he had a third son from his slave girl maria qibtiya whose name was ibrahim all three sons passed away in infancy as bin wa'il one day passes the comment he says muhammad is abtar what does abtar mean he is that person whose lineage will be cut off he has no male issue to carry forward his legacy so he will be here for a few years and then his name will die out nabi alayhi salatu wasalam is greatly hurt by this allah sends jibril down inna a'tainaka al-kawthar oh my nabi we have given you al-kawthar what is meant by al-kawthar Mufassirin explain, إِنَّا أَعْطَيْنَاكَ الْكَوْثَرْ O my Nabi, we have given you الْخَيْرَ الْكَثِيرِ We have given you abundant goodness in every facet of your life. In other words, there is no need for you to worry about his comment. We have already blessed you with the best of the best in every aspect of your life. Ulama explain when it comes to the name of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, Allah gave him the best. وَشَقَّ لَهُ مِنْ إِسْمِهِ لِيُجِلَّهُ That Allah Rabbul Izza, when he chose the name for his Nabi, then it was not going to be an ordinary name, but from his very own sifat and attribute. فَرَبُّ arshi Mahmud, Allah is known as Mahmud, the praiseworthy being. And he chose the very same root letters for the name of his Nabi Muhammad. That you will also be the praiseworthy being in this world. When it came to his name, إِنَّا Oh my Nabi, we gave you the best. When it came to his Mubarak city of Medina Munawwara, which... Ummati, which person with Iman does not yearn and desire to visit Medina Munawwara? The moment a person hears the ticket price is down, visas are available. Even though he knows I'm working, I don't have leave. But the desire is there, Allah make a plan for me, take me. Even if it's for one week I want to go. Somebody goes for Umrah, he comes back. I brought Kajur from Medina for you. How happy doesn't a person become? He can perhaps buy those same dates or better quality dates here. But he thought of me in Medina Munawwara. Rasulullah is returning from an expedition and he sees the mountains of Medina in front of him. O oh my Sahaba, inna hadihi tayba. That here lies my pure and wholesome city of Medina. Askananiha Rabbi Azza wa Jal. Allah has chosen it for me. Yanfil khabath kama yanfil kiru khabath al hadid. When a furnace is heated and a metal stick which has become rusty is placed into it, then the heat of the flames burns away the rust. All that remains is the pure metal. Nabi alayhi salatu says, My city of Medina will have the very same effect on the hearts of those who will visit it. They will enter, their hearts will be soiled with guna and sin. Allah will purify them. When it came to his city, Inna a'tainaka al-kawthar, O my Nabi, we gave you the best. When it came to his sahaba and companions, the books of Sirah are replete with incident upon incident. The love, the loyalty, the sacrifice sahaba radiallahu anhum would give for Nabi alayhi salatu Zaid bin Dathina radiallahu anhu, he is captured by the enemy. Decision is made that he is going to be executed. The leader comes in front of him, O oh Zaid, did we not tell you when you left the deen of your forefathers and you followed the way of Muhammad, did we not tell you it will not end nicely for you? Don't say we didn't caution you, look at the situation you find yourself in. And then he provokes him, O oh Zaid, would you not wish that you be safe and sound at home and Muhammad be in your place? Zaid bin Dathina is about to be executed. He looks up and he says to him, listen, I take an oath in the name of Allah. I would not love for even a thorn to prick my Nabi, even if it means I had to sacrifice my life for it. Incident after incident, Thoban is the freed slave of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa He comes to the Nabi of Allah, O Nabi of Allah, 
When I am away from you, my heart yearns to be with you. As long as I am alive and you are alive, I can cool my eyes by coming in your presence. But I have a fear, I have a worry and concern in my heart. That when I leave this world, I am a slave of Allah, I will perhaps be on the lower level of Jannah. You are the Nabi of Allah, you will be in Firdaus Al-A'la. How will my Jannah be if I am not with you? Jibreel alayhi salam comes down, وَمَنْ يُطِعِ اللَّهَ وَالرَّسُولِ فَأُولَٰئِكَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمْ مِنَ النَّبِيِّينَ وَالصِّدِّيقِينَ وَالشُّهَدَاءِ وَالصَّالِحِينَ وَحَسُنَ أُولَٰئِكَ رَفِيقًا That that person who will obey Allah and his Rasul, Allah will keep him in their company. Abdullah bin Zubayr radiyallahu anhu, Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam does cupping. And he hands the blood over to Abdullah bin Zubayr. Oh, Abdullah, dispose of this for me. Abdullah takes that vessel, that utensil. And as he goes, he thinks to himself, what? vessel better to store the blood of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam than my own body. He drinks the blood of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. After some time Nabi alayhi salam says to him, Oh Abdullah, did you dispose of that blood? He says, Yes, O Nabi of Allah, I have hidden it. Oh Abdullah, it seems as though perhaps you drank it. Yes, O Nabi of Allah. According to one narration, Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam says to him, Oh Abdullah, it's impossible for the fire of Jahannam to now touch your body. Muhaddithin say, Thereafter, Abdullah bin Zubair would feel immense strength and power in his body. The barakat of the blood of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The spoils of war are being distributed in Medina Munawwara. Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam chooses to hand the bulk over to the muhajireen of Makkah. The ansar, natural human reaction. O Nabi of Allah, what about us? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam smiles at him. O ansar, would it not please you that these muhajireen take away the dinars and the dirhams, the gold and silver? And you return with Allah and His Rasul. With a smile on their face, Bala ya Rasulullah, definitely. Unanimously they accepted it. When it came to his Sahaba, Inna a'atayna kal kawthar. O my Nabi, we gave you the best. When it came to his akhlaq and character, Wa inna kala ala khuluqin azim. Aisha radiallahu anha is asked, That O Ummul Mu'mineen, tell us, What was the character of your husband sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Just for a moment, respected brothers and elders, ask ourselves. Somebody has to go home to my wife and say, tell us the character of your husband. I'm afraid to hear the answer. First and foremost, she is the wife of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. Tell us about the character of your husband. She says, if you want to know about my husband, kana khuluquhu al-Qur'an. His character, he was an embodiment of the Qur'an. Every quality of praise. Every quality of goodness that is mentioned in the Quran you will find within it. The generosity of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, his tolerance, his kindness, his compassion. So that that Jewish person who he was owing money to also, when he saw the way Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam dealt with him within a few days, he accepts Islam. So that Sumama bin Uthal radiallahu anhu is tied up outside Masjid al-Nabawi. He's a prisoner of war. Nobody interferes with him, nobody says anything to him. He just witnesses the interaction of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam with Sahaba. Three days later, he is untied. He is told, Sumama, you are free to go. He finds a stream of water. He makes wudu. And he comes out, Ashhadu Allah ilaha illallah. Wa ashhadu anna Muhammadan abduhu wa rasool. When it came to his character, Inna a'ataynaaka al-kawthar. O my Nabi, we gave you the best. And then Allah says, Fasalli li rabbika wanhar. If you want to know how to show your appreciation, your gratitude, your shukriya to Allah, then perform salah for Allah. So that the lesson is taught to the ummah, that if you want to be grateful to Allah, you want to show appreciation for the bounties of Allah, then there is no other way but to prostrate and bow down before Allah. فَصَلِّ لِرَبِّكَ وَنْحَرْضِ And slaughter, the, slaughter animals in the name of Allah alone, not in the name of any idol or any deity. And then comes the consolation, إِنَّ شَانِي أَكَهُ Back to the incident of Asmin Wa'il, he passes that comment when 
the son of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam passes away. He says, Muhammad is abtar. He has no lineage. He has no male issue. Allah says, Inna shani abtar. O my Nabi, your enemy, his lineage will be cut off. Muhaddithin write, they say, the name of As bin Wa'il is kept alive in this world today through the barakat of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the spiritual children of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam growing in number each day so that we are seated here one and a half thousand years later taking his name and granting him honor and respect. The stage was set, the world was prepared, the greatest of Allah's creation was brought into this world. Ask ourselves, my respected brothers and elders, as we said in the beginning, the month of Rabi'ul Awal is not about celebration, but about education and application. We have learned about Nabi alayhi salatu salam, a simple yardstick. Ask ourselves, now we are reaching the end of the year, the matrix will write their final exams. And we all know the examiner will have a marking memo. If the student answered in accordance to the marking memo, he will pass. If his answers were different, he will fail. Every student wishes, if only I had that marking memo beforehand, and I would know the answers. Ulama explained on the day of Qiyamah, the marking memo will be the life of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. His sunnats, his practices, his internal, his external, his character, his dressing, his business practices, his dealing with his family. One simple yardstick, respected brothers and elders. Do a mental checklist within our minds. The sunnats of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam that I know of. It may be 5, 10, 15, whatever it may be. The internal, external sunnats that I am aware of. How many do I know? How many are found within my life? I learned about miswak. Am I using the miswak? I learned about the dressing of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. How is my dressing? I learned about his character. What is my character like? And then we will understand perhaps someone 5%, 10%. If the accountant is has to say the business is running at 5%, he'll say close down that business. We can understand, is my life profitable or not? The closer we will bring our life to the life of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, that Nabi who gave up everything for us. If we will make an effort, respected brothers and elders, and one simple way to do this, without love, emulation is very difficult. A person loves somebody, he wants to be like him. Ulama explained simple, Allah gave us 24 hours in the day. Take five minutes out, five minutes. As a family, we know every day how much of information comes to us. Whether it's on WhatsApp, whether it's on social media, whether it's through newspapers. We are getting so much of information coming in. Five minutes sit with our wives, our children, our family. And read a book on the seerah of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. We are spoiled for choice in the English language. Allah has given us plentiful. Kitabs are available. Whether it be the PDF copies are available. Bookstores. We have everything that is found for us. Take one book on the seerah of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, Hayatul Sahaba, the lives of Sahaba radiallahu anhum, five minutes a day and see the difference it will make. We'll end on this point. Halima Sa'adiyya, she comes to Makkah Mukarramah, she's taking Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam back. When she arrives, her camel is weak. The others have gone far ahead of her. She is lingering behind. She has no barakat in her home. The animals are weak. The children are sick. When that young baby, Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, is brought into her home, the camel now begins to outrun the other camels. The other animals are nourished and well-fed. The children are happy and playing. The barakat is found within her life through the infant child of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. Ulama explained, we can imagine if we will bring the sunnats of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam alive within our homes. What barakat and blessings will we not then see in our own lives? The lives of our wives, our children, our families. Allah give us correct tawfiq and understanding. Hidayah to make amal. Wa akhiru da'wana. Alhamdulillahi rabbil haq.
الحمد لله الحمد لله القائل هل أتى على الإنسان حين من الدهر لم يكن شيئا مذكورا خلق الإنسان فسواه وجعله سميعا بصيرا ثم هداه السبيل ونصب له الدليل إما شاكرا وإما كفورا أما الكافرون فأعتد لهم سلاسل وأغلالا وسعيرا يعذبون بأصناف العذاب ينادون ويلا ويدعون ثبورا وأما الأبرار فيشربون من كأس كان مزاجها كافورا هذا وقد قال تعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إنا أعطيناك الكوثر فصل لربك وانحر إن شانئك هو الأبتر صدق الله العظيم وقد قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى أكون أحب إليه من والده وولده والناس أجمعين أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بما فيه من الآيات والذكر الحكيم فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أما بعد فقد قال تعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم وارض اللهم عن الخلفاء الراشدين المهديين أبي بكر وعمر وعثمان وعلي وعن سائر الصحابة والتابعين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر واحفظ وتجاوز عن أمة محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين 
اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين سبح اسم ربك الأعلى الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدر فهدى والذي أخرج المرعى فجعله غثاء أحوى سنقرئك فلا تنسى إلا ما شاء الله إنه يعلم الجهر وما يخفى ونيسرك لليسرى فذكر إن نفعت الذكرى سيذكر من يخشى ويتجنبها الأشقى الذي يصلى النار الكبرى ثم لا يموت فيها ولا يحيا قد أفلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا والآخرة خير وأبقى إن هذا لفي الصحف الأولى صحف إبراهيم وموسى الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين هل أتاك حديث الغاشية وجوه يومئذ خاشعة عاملة ناصبة تصلى نارا حامية تسقى من عين آنية ليس لهم طعام إلا من ضريع لا يسمن ولا يغني من جوع وجوه يومئذ ناعمة لسعيها راضية في جنة عالية لا تسمع فيها لاغية فيها عين جارية فيها سرر مرفوعة وأكواب موضوعة ونمارق مصفوفة وزرابي مبثوثة أفلا ينظرون إلى الإبل كيف خلقت وإلى السماء كيف رفعت وإلى الجبال كيف نصبت وإلى الأرض كيف سطحت فذكر إنما أنت مذكر 
لست عليهم بمسيطر إلا من تولى وكفر فيعذبه الله العذاب الأكبر إن إلينا إيابهم ثم إن علينا حسابهم الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله اللهم أنت السلام ومنك السلام تباركت يا ذا الجلال والإكرام اللهم أعنا على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك اللهم لا مانع لما أعطيت ولا معطي لما منع ولا ينفع ذا الجد منك الجد وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين